If you're looking to shoehorn a little spaghetti into your western wear ass. <laughs> you were talking about gunslingers previously, so I just want to make sure you felt at home a bit. Hi there, gunslinger. By the Eternal. Uh, Behold. Behold. It's the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane, and I am a jerkaholic. I'm John, and I watch jerkaholics. I'm Michael, and I jerk offaholic? No. If this is a pyramid, Shane's at the bottom, I'm in the middle, and you're on the top. Yeah, I've definitely been the base for a while. So I have no problem being in the middle of this. I guess I'll be top. <laughs> What's uh, that? It'd be the first time you'd be at the top of anything, ass generational wipe. sandwich going on here. Um, why are you molesting children, Michael? Huh? Why are you keeping this Pedialyte to try to like <laughs> coerce small children into your panel van so that you can take them and hydrate them? Oh, that sorry, guys. That's a the... trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> the trigger warning is known by the... Um, Hitting of the mic. Yeah, it's, a t- it's like a... Oh, I'll punch moment. you. Give me five seconds. Here it comes. <laughs> Ow! Uh, ah! Uh, actually, that has something to do with uh, John's work. They had a um, some sort of like deal... We with- don't deal with children at my job, thanks. <laughs> well, you We're deal with him, so I mean, p- technically it counts. <laughs> yeah, you know what I do? Say? Like, I you deal with a lot of to deal with me. grown-ass adults that act like just stupid children. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Thank you, Michael. You're useful today. You reminded me of something. A Sigourney segue. A Sigourney segue. <gasps> Sigourney yeah. segue. Uh, I need to. I need to pull it up. So if you could just do like fluff and banter. The Sigourney segue is brought to you this week by Alien Resurrection, penned by Joss Whedon. It is a refreshing installment in the Alien franchise that really fucking sucks. I did not know that that <laughs> was a Joss Whedon movie. Sucks or I didn't know that was Joss Whedon. Yes, Joss Whedon wrote Alien Resurrection. It's actually it's a decent film. It's really peculiar it tonally oh i've is seen it drama- yeah i'm just saying i watched it again recently uh to kind of remind myself because i went through the whole cycle of all the alien films and it's still by the time you get to the the baby at the end with the tits oh, and yeah. like the pneumatic jaw and the super expressive human emotional face and it just it's it's a Michael, it's a look, crack den. You look puzzled. You of the film. Obviously, what is, you haven't what is seen an it. Alien. I, I, Got it. Uh, I'm an alien. Well, I'm a legal put a, alien. Put a bookmark in that. I'm an Englishman can... in New York. You told me to pull Taffy while you were attempting oh, no, like to pull it. this up. Okay, and I'm going to talk over you for at least another ten seconds. You're because not me. I'm John Watkins <laughs> for this episode. Oh no, there's. I'm the best part of this. They're multiplying. <laughs> I'm a genius. Wait. times two. Sometimes, ooh, oh, you are me today. The sound effects God everything. God damn. Oh, shit. Um, so on the, the bar that we're for our Facebook page, like we all manage it essentially, just like how you and I, Shane, and the band, we all manage the socials. Right. So I get inbox, or I get our messages every now and again. It pushes, mm-hmm. uh, push notifies to my phone. And we got this the other, the other day. I think it was like two days ago. And I read it and laughed. Out loud because so I said, didn't. I didn't do any of this interaction. I just it push notified. I went in because like that seems weird. So it said, and then I want to push you around. I will. I, I will. will indeed. Um, but it's don't three a.m. Yeah. So a gentleman messages us at four o'clock in the afternoon. He goes interested in the coloring night. 
So we have we have an event coming you up. Racist motherfucker. <laughs> we have an event coming up in the next few weeks where a brewery's gonna come in. We're gonna feature them on draft in some like specialty cans. And they have these awesome coloring pages that they're gonna bring in. It's a oh. lot it's it's seriously a lot of fun. Hey, I'm in. And he follows it up with I don't drink wine though. Wife would love it. Do you have other drinks? Can I bring my own cocktails? Thank you. <laughs> Can I bring my own cocktails? And bless her heart, my GM. <clears throat> Excuse me. I know that this is her responding because it's very dry. Two short sentences. We just offer beer and wine. No outside beverages are allowed. To which he just responds just casually like, beer's good. Thanks. <laughs> You're goddamn right it is. Considering it's a brewery that is hosting the event. I well, that they the, what theirs. really strikes me on that though is can I bring my own cocktails? On what planet can you bring your own beverages into I mean even movie theaters I know really look poorly on that. I kinda hope this Moby looking motherfucker shows up <laughs> so I can just see how he slinks through. Well, we are all made of stars. I was bringing a shaker and everything, and some mixers and some hard liquors. Look hey, at here's some my James Bondage. Here it comes. He's gonna carry his autobiography under his left arm that says how bad of a person he is not. <laughs> you know, Weinstein, that son of a Jesus. bitch, apparently. Ooh. Yeah, rest in hell, you fucker. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. So, yeah, because he actually got convicted now, Weinstein, and then they're not even, what is it, there's one more trial still, or a couple more? So, like, he, he's 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 gone, which I is mean, great. I mean, I don't know how far up the river you can get without a paddle, but he's going. So, oh. you know, bless him. Well, if he was looking for anal sex in the past, he's definitely going to be getting it very soon. I was going to say, bless him up the ass. Just <laughs> with oh! consecrated cock. Just all the way up there. Oh, man. In the holiest of his holies. So, going back to your alien conversation, uh, I've been... One, the Alamo season pass is amazing still. How much are they paying you to... to- not a damn thing. Uh, I am fueled by their buffalo cauliflower uh, bites with the vegan ranch. Um, fair, fair. I go to at least <laughs> one. <laughs> I go to one movie, maybe on two it. two movies per week, and it's been it's been great. Um, but I've been keeping a, a note on my phone where I like, I like I'll do like a rating of each movie that oh, I see. Yeah, so I, like I, the end of the year, I can look back and kind of just see how many I. I've, I don't know. I'm getting all what weird with it. Did the, like did the note say they frown on my masturbatory habits here? Not yet. Don't Although, they have a caught tangentially, I, I, I went into the theater today uh, earlier, and I try to pick the showtime where it's in the theater that I've been in the most. It's a smaller one. I think there's like six rows and i like the third row in the middle because it's always a time of day where there's like no one it's like going there woody fucking allen (laughs) (laughs) i go in there expecting no one and two seats next to me is just the most obnoxious old women uh to the point like the movie's about to start and the server comes over is like hey is there is is there anybody else coming or is it like it's a it's an empty theater otherwise. He goes, yeah, it's empty otherwise. I was like, so I can move, like, a row back? He's like, yeah, that's fine. So I move a row back, and these catty old woohoos are... <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> Callback. I love it. Yeah. Um, 
they are talking over the previews, which I don't give a shit about the previews, but it's what they're talking about because I can only hear little like bits and quips. <laughs> Marty, if you want to have sex with your son, you can do it. You just and- can't tell your husband about it. <laughs> they were looking at each other's nails and like doing that whole thing. I was like, that's not fuck off. But what really got me is I heard a season pass. Guy behind us, and then I like see that like they pre- like the one friend like put it, her finger to like try to point back to me because I'm now a row behind them, and I was like, Are you her other friend had the world all like shh shh shh. Sh. It's like yeah, I can fucking hear you. <laughs> By yeah. the way, I hope the I hope the grave is nice. Like <laughs> at which point you that your plot found out <laughs> that is when you just slowly creep up, get your head right between the two of those and be like, I can hear you. <laughs> I was so tempted because I went I was seeing the the invisible man. So there was a lot of suspense and like one of them was like, Oh I'm so scared said it out loud. I was like, okay, it's a horror thriller. Like I'll right. give you the, the leniency. I'm not gonna tattle on you and throw the card up, even though I wanted to, just because I'm the only other person here. So you would know it was me just being like, get them out of there. <laughs> Uh, I really, by the way, that movie sucked. Okay. Oh, really? You really should just creep up behind them the entirety of the film, though, knowing that they're on edge and be like, do the <sighs> old, um, what is it? The surround sound is like, oh, around. <laughs> <laughs> what I love is that we don't record in stereo, so that bit's going to be lost. <laughs> but you appreciate but it in I the room, and that's what I was trying to get. He went to each so. side. He went a left, center, right on the on the mic. Uh, but we batch all of our mics into one input. So. so none of this makes any goddamn difference. So Ooh, what else? Well, is hey, there? the Deer Hunter did a podcast on their last tour, and the first episode came out this week. It's the Makey Words podcast with the Deer Hunter. Did they talk about us? Uh, no. It turns out they only like good bands. Ah, I yeah. see. Well, I'll be sure to send them a strongly a worded band. letter. Oh, Michael, you're still here? Oh, hi! <laughs> Hello! <laughs> Salutations! I am here. The reason I brought that up is because they do have stereo panning, so, like, one, their keyboardist who does a lot of, like, the officiating on it, like, he'll come out of the left speaker a lot, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Where were you this whole time? Um, but since we're just all over the place, uh, <laughs> speak, and <laughs> also the Invisible Man sucking, yeah, we're working our way back, uh, Becky was very confused and alarmed on how I rate movies. Okay. Um, because she's offended that I gave Frozen a three and not a five. Out of? Five. Okay. Okay. Well, I, if you should have given it a three on a sliding scale of like 80. Right. Oh. Uh, her question to me was, do I rate movies, uh, based on my enjoyment or based on whether or not they're technically proficient. Or they have merit in and of themselves. Exactly. Like, and okay. I told her my system's more of a hybrid, but I, I look for quality. And, like, I look, like, I can dislike a plot of a whole movie, but if it's shot really, really well, and, like, everything behind the scenes is really sharp, then I'll, I'll still end up enjoying it. Does that make sense? This is precisely why. I ceased telling anybody what my opinions are on things like that. Uh, contrary to the fact that I was saying alien sucked earlier, I kid. Like, I felt like 
taste is so subjective. Yeah. It's like I can espouse the fact that I really enjoyed something. If I'm going to do any negative criticism, I most of the time will just shut it off and be like, eh, that's where the I'm not ready for it yet actually germinated is because it's like at some point I have reneged on any number of things that I had a negative opinion of that I suddenly came back around to. I was like, yeah, it's not that bad. So, uh, yeah, the, the hybrid approach was like, cause she asked me about alien. She's like, do you think alien, like, would you rate them high? And I was like, probably not. I was like, but they're like, they're my fun movies. Like, I love them. Like, if there was nothing else, they're, they're perfect fives to me. So it's mm-hmm. on your point. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, but, aliens in my top five. So. But as far as like, if I'm taking the approach of like, are they perfect? No, but that's why I like them. Like, cause they're, they're, they're goofy. And also, I think when I first started getting into Alien, it's close to when you and I first started becoming friends. So mm-hmm. I got to talk to you and like, it's really cool to watch movies that are older and go through the lens of if I watched this theatrical release, like when it actually came out, mm-hmm. it probably would have just been a momentous. It like, probably would have decimated your brain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what the fuck? Yeah. It, that movie in that time and place was eye-opening. anti-Star Wars. Uh, yeah. Space, space ice truckers, right? I like yeah. that description. That is a good description for Alien. Like, What, the anti-Star Wars? Yeah. 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 Because yeah, it was around yeah. the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of a direct response because everyone, you know, were they were still warming up to science fiction at this point. It yeah. hadn't become sort of the pablum of the masses that it became after Star Wars really hit, so. Do you want to fast forward in another example? It was kind of like X-Men coming out before the superhero movie boom. Mm-hmm. Because I think X-Men is the first... X-Men and Spider-Man are the yeah. first superhero the movies that I can remember seeing that. And what, yep. oh, and there's another one. There's, there's one. The guy with the purple mask. On the mask. tip of your cock. Uh, oh, no, no. Phan- not the Phantom. Ah, oh, there we go. Yeah, the Phantom yeah. doesn't count, technically. The, oh, the real... uh, Batman, Batman, yeah. Whatever. No. The comic book renaissance began with Blade. Oh. And then like, moved into okay, X-Men. Okay. But yeah, Blade was the first one that actually started with a comic book character that was treated semi-seriously and then began the crest upward. Before that, it was a lot of really bad films that had really horrible plots. And, you know, I, but again, I loved them at the time. I still love Blade. Do not care. Oh, Blade's amazing. It's still probably in the upper echelons of really well done films because they treated it seriously. The sequel is my favorite. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of a Sigourney segue, literally, we got some more info (laughs) on, uh, fan fusion. I'm Ish. not sure we've actually iron, solidified that yet, clad. so we'll we'll wait until I actually get that. Well, god damn it, I'm carrying my weight. I appreciate that. And I'm reminding everyone that in May, we will be talking live mm-hmm. from Phoenix Fan Fusion and other panels as well that are nerdy and geeky and fun. I did a bunch of research for the, uh, well, I'm contributing my talking points to the IT panel. Uh, because I'm reading through it again. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I should. Get You're on all that. of them. Okay. So There's a, right. of the five that I submitted, the two of you are on four of them. I had this like so this kind of uh, panic-inducing uh, reminder that I have due dates for the first time in a long yeah, time. Homework. Where it's like, yeah, I have homework. homework. Uh, Michael said that on Monday night when he finished reading The Dark Tower at the bar. I'll, I'll tell you uh, that, in all honesty, the way that I've got the research going, I will have the questions that I'll provide you in advance, so you can actually just use that as your ballast. Okay. 
you don't really have to have gone through the whole thing. I'm doing it just because I want to make sure I'm read up on all the stuff that I need to point out. So I kind of just want to do just, I I want to be able to have a better conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'd rather it be more organic because that's just more, I'll tell you the, prefer not the, not to research, obviously, but it's different when it's, I know, (laughs) but it's different when it's something that it's, I'm super, super passionate about. And this is one of the newer things that I've been passionate about in the past couple of years. And we're also going to try to be entertaining in a room in front of people as opposed to here where we're just jerking each other off. So, uh, there will also be two other people on the two Stephen King panels. So, you know, we will have, you won't have to carry the load as much. It'll be nice on my face. instead. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I, uh, I'm excited for the Joe Hill panel too. That's going to be fun. I just started listening to, uh, I, Forgot whether or not you read it first or read it already, and then my sister uh, kind of backpaid the book to you because I had she read lost one of yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well, I I hadn't, and it was on on Libby for free, nice or not for free, but there was no hold, and I haven't right. seen it ever have a hold. So I'm reading uh, Strange Weather right now, it's and so I'm on good. the first of the four short novels, and it reminds me exactly why I love Joe Hill. Have you read Twentieth Century Ghosts yet? No. So I I'm, I'm going to work through the rest. Up. My my here's my plan to get ready for Phoenix Fan Fusion because there's a lot of required reading if we're going right. to do that. Um, I've decided to give up on the physical reading part of it, or I'm going to lose my mind. So I'm going to rely a hundred percent on audiobooks to get everything done now because I have more time in my day to have an, have a headphone in than I do to actually sit down and read. Makes sense, and it's just it just makes more sense to to do it that way. So I have uh, I'm. Probably a, just over a quarter through Wolves of the Kala of the Dark Tower, and I have that on hold. It's on a two-week hold. Um, uh, I actually discovered in Melissa's work, not that this is something we need to talk about on mic, but um, they actually have all of the Dark Towers in physical audiobooks. So if you can oh. still listen to a CD, I can actually check those out and get them to you. If you get your I will get back to you on that because we are going. Shane and I are going to be doing a lot more driving around uh, leading up to Fan Fusion because uh, I think effective two weeks ago, Shane and I are on the road every single week until I believe mid April. Mm. We're putting our heads in a vice for the next couple months. So Uh. technically, May is really when we're going to start letting up. So. Uh, and then I got a tentative show offer in May for us uh, hey, last night, yeah. so we'll talk about that. Later. Okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah. No, so that's really good news stuff. That that's not me complaining or trying to be like, look at us, we're booked. But yeah. there's these weird ebb and flows, Michael, where we'll be really busy, or it's we are so dead we wonder what we did wrong. Right. The it's paranoia either, starts to sort of rear its head. It's either okay. I'm playing, we're playing three nights in a row, and mentally I'm like, I this is exactly what I want to do, but also I can't imagine a fourth night. <laughs> or it's, it's been three months, no one's responding to my emails, the band members are trying to kill themselves and each other, or trying to <laughs> enable this, like, vicious circle jerk of suicide, and there's no way to escape. <laughs> <laughs> It is a perpetuating downward spiral with everybody just feeding into each other's paranoia. Asher, if you're listening to this, shit or get off the pot. (laughs) Ooh! Challenge thrown! 
Crackdown. <laughs> Sam, if you're listening, <laughs> we've released two singles over the past six months. Uh. You should probably listen to them for the first time. Ooh! <laughs> even worse! God! God! It's, you know, that Damn! is the funny thing of like being in a band with someone who doesn't listen to music. And I don't, she'll, she'll admit it and then she'll follow it with a bunch of qualifiers, but we'll routinely just say like, doesn't listen to music when we do the monthly pulls of like, you know, this is what we want to do for the playlist of what we're listening to. It's always like a desperation moment to get there. So, which shameless plug onto it. Let's tie it in. We do a monthly mix. Uh, so if you go on Spotify or damn the weather on Spotify and scroll down for the artist playlist, we always have one. And then we have a mega list. Of every playlist that we have done since 2018. And there's a couple. Um, yeah. Um, it's it's actually really awesome. It's one of the weird Snapple fact things that I was thinking about today. It's mm. the longest running thing that we've done outside of like our own personal uh, music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of cool to hit shuffle on that mega playlist and just kind of see where our heads have been and gone. Um but this is the Disinformed Podcast, and this is not our, our band, but we are band people, so Wait, we got to talk about are, it right now. I thought, we, I thought we were talking about your band here, you know. Uh, we got a little devastating when we started talking about where my head has been and gone, because now right. I'm having really bad flashbacks. <laughs> I was going to quote a song, but I don't remember a lot of the lines. It was like, uh, where's your head out from, like, uh, the, the late... Exactly. Thank you. And we better not have to pay copyright for that, Michael. I didn't say shit. I well, just see, said what I You only have to pay copyright if somebody listens to it. If they sing so. it well. It's a fine yeah. point. So why did we go and re-record <laughs> all those intros again? Oh! <laughs> That's just, a lot of damage. It's kind of like... Oh, I think Trent Reznor said it. Uh, it's a downward spiral. Indeed. If Help me, I'm in hell. Nine Inch Nails. It's not just the length of the nail. It's also a band. Uh, oh. Yeah, it was... And we're not talking about Jackie Joyner Kersey here. We Do mean, you like... have a loose thing to talk about other than your pussy lips, oh, Michael? Right. <laughs> 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 um, we haven't talked vagina. about Vagina. Thank um, you. Sorry, your It was woo- just a little aside. Lips. <laughs> um, I didn't even... <laughs> You know, okay, a little bit of backstory. This this week has been absolute shit for me, oh. so um, I'm not going to talk about what, because Mm-mm. I'm not going to bitch on... No, you on should. Mike. Bitch you on? You should. Okay. You don't have to um, mention the names. We met each other at the bar earlier. Uh, it was a grinder date, and he told me all about what happened to him. <laughs> Today. I told you not to talk... Uh, anyway. Bear down, devils. <laughs> we have broken michael it's officially an episode welcome in kids (laughs) while he's doing that this is obviously the loose fit uh loose form episode uh, which is why we're just gonna just we're just gonna shoot the shit and An orgasm uh, on microphone. Exercise our demons uh, on the treadmill. I'm, I'm glad you didn't shorthand just say orgasm on mic because I'm like, nah, we don't need that. I'm good. Um, oh, you're not good. I'm not hungry. Thanks. Yeah, um, we will be. Uh, maybe after. Oh, um, come all ye faithful. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> uh, so I just wanted to mention quite briefly uh, the idea of last Thursdayism because I know. 
when editing last week's episode about the flying spaghetti monster, um, you mentioned at some point young earth creationism and that got me thinking while it was was like a line or something. It's a gentleman who claimed, uh, that he was offering like $150,000 for anyone who could prove that Christ was not the son of God. So they count, they countered with a million dollars. If you can prove Jesus Christ is not the son of the flying spaghetti monster. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So, that got me thinking of other creationist myths, uh, and that led me to last Thursdayism, which is the idea that the universe was created last Thursday, and all of our memories of anything previous to that date were just implanted in our heads. I watched Blade Runner. I've I've figured oh, this out. Thanks. Yeah, Good I'm with pull. you. <laughs> Ooh, nice tie in there. Um, it's literally just that idea, like. So we're living in a construct. Not necessarily. It's that it's whatever the creator was created the universe last Thursday and to help convince us because that was that was one of the main arguments against um, older creation or pretty much that the earth was created 6000 years ago was that God put fossils in the earth so that and 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 put specific (laughs) To quote Carter Alice in Chains, the devil put dinosaurs here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Is that the new record? So It was the title of their yeah. most recent, yeah. 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 So the whole idea is, well, why not, if if you're going to not listen to the scientific idea that, like, okay, carbon dating is a thing, let's just make it, take it to insane levels, take it to 11, if you will. Okay. And then, why not, what if the universe was created last Thursday? So someone also watched so Dark City and then just had an epiphany based on that film? or The yes uh, ending, yeah. I guess. I Have you know. seen Dark City? No. It is um, a Kiefer Sutherland vehicle okay. uh, where he's not actually the main character. But, I thought um, you were going to say he wasn't in there at all. But No. Why is prior to Kiefer the Matrix uh, being brought in, it is basically that there is... his last Survivor, the new hip show that's... So he was also show. in 24, oh. The Lost Boys. Oh, yeah, that, was, you know. that was the show Thank he you. was known for. Thank you. <laughs> and it's designated survivor, not the lost survivor. <laughs> Anywho, in Dark City, there is a race of beings that basically reset the world whenever they want to and plug you into different roles within it. So, um, Jennifer Conley's in it as well. There's another gentleman who's got a weird lazy eye whose name I'm just spacing on, but they're all bald headed. No. That was my first thought, too. I'm like, wait. Hey, don't you talk about Force Whitaker like that? I only see half of you. He's a beautiful um, man. Still one of my favorite jokes of all time. I was struggling when he was talking about that because, like, I've, I've watched something super recently that reminds me of that ish. Mm. Um, so, Off the Dark City, uh, The Good Place. Whenever they reset the neighborhood or reset the reality. I haven't seen it, but I've heard um, about it, so. It's one of the comedies I think that you and Melissa could watch together that you wouldn't I can hate. I see that. You wouldn't hate if you watched it with Melissa. So l- l- let's trail it to Shane does not uh, lean towards slapsticky, dumb for the sake of being dumb what? comedy. I think Melissa and I were just talking about this the other day because when I I put on Gone Baby Gone because I wanted to complete the Affleck trilogy. I don't think I've seen that. It's a 
very depressing film. Kind but I was watching it because I like the performances. So uh, you've got Morgan Freeman in it, Casey Affleck's the lead, um, and so it's it's a really well acted film. So, but it's a, such a deplorably depressing film by the time you get to the end. Ed Harris is in it, who does a phenomenal job as well. I love Ed but, Harris. Uh, yeah, it's a good movie. You should check it out. But I it should. is incredibly anyway, depressing. Right. So uh, we got to the end of that, and I was like, I'm sorry. I did not remember that this was the, you know, mind fuck that it wound up being. As her makeup's all smeared over her face. Well, she wasn't paying attention. She's oh, okay. not a crier either. Whereas, like, I will sob Lucky. like a small child oh, at random okay. moments. So and one. she's just no emotion registering at all. You it's could have... Yeah. But, uh, so then we watched Brave as a makeup to that. Yeah. And we were talking about other things, and she is very much happy go luckily, like, keep everything high and, and, you know, positive, optimistic, and I'm down here in the depths, you know, pulling a funeral dirge out of my throat. Yeah, you know, (laughs) but I like performances, so I will, regardless of whether or not it's a little darker in the territory of whatever the concept is, I still enjoy watching people (laughs) emote. Absolutely. Anywho. Um, I do want to mention that there is a schism within the last Thursday is a movement. There um, is a small splinter group. I almost said sphincter. I don't know why. Same thing. Tomato potato. Um, (laughs) But there's a small schism within the last Thursday is a movement. And uh, the splinter group is last Tuesday. What about last Friday? What about next Friday? (laughs) Well, I know the pieces fit. (sighs) Then they're quit. Um, <laughs> then they're dick. I don't know. Anyway, anyway you um, had me at hello. I will. I will read part of their. I guess it's a new incarnation of last Thursdayism and kind of like what they believe. Well, it's kind of like that, but on a Tuesday. Going up on a Tuesday. Feeling uh, good on a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Friday. Got to get down on Friday. Um. We of the Last Thursday is followers of Last Thursday ism. Members of the Church of Last Thursday believe that the universe was created on Thursday and will expire on Thursday. That the universe was created by you. I'm pointing at you, John. E W E. Um, capital Y. As a test for yourself, that you will be rewarded or punished when this universe expires based on your actions here. That left-handedness is a sinful temptation. That everyone but you was placed here and pre-programmed, uh, pre-programmed to act as parts of your test environment. And lastly, that everyone but you knows this. So it's almost like it's evolved into kind of, um, oh, what was that Jim Carrey movie? The Truman Show. Thank you. I watched that and I loved that, that movie. So fast. Well, Wait, you've be- seen a movie? Yes. I've seen, like, Three. shocked. It's a Jim yeah. Carrey vehicle he's seen it, apparently. He's a huge Jim Carrey fan. He, he is. I've seen through it. Just all Before the I realized movies. who his wife was. That's why he wears a mask. Uh, one of the uh, Playboy girl from like, Jenny the McCarthy. 90s, who was a big anti-vax. Ooh. Still? Like, they're still married? Yes. yes. As far as he's I'm aware. He's part of the movement well, No wonder well. he's fucking crazy. Yes. He's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't You can't really care do that with more. impunity, John. We've proven this. Need the shirt. Mm-hmm. We know this to uh, be so. <laughs> I was rewatching the first episode of Legion today, like so season one, episode one, and Aubrey Plaza and her just <sighs> she uh yep, she she does it for me now. 
but she leans over she, to the main character as, as the love interest walks into the room. She goes, why do all the beautiful ones have to be the most crazy? <laughs> While she's looking crazy herself. Uh, but also, uh, on record, fuck Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> I mean, I tried. Second she won't it. return my calls anymore. So, Did you guys know, and I'm sorry if this is a spoiler to people that haven't seen it, that Frozen 2 is basically just a movie about homeopathy? Please, I haven't seen it. Don't don't tell me that's true. I also haven't seen Frozen. You have seen Frozen. I thought I you have, said you loved no, that movie. You you heard Frozen. the music of it, right? That's the essentially. I thing. have heard is- someone doing an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression, <laughs> singing <laughs> "Let It Go." That is, is the, all that I've gotten. What's the Disney movie that you swear? There's one Disney movie in particular that I, I remember you saying you loved. I'm cocking an eyebrow at you because I have no idea what you're referring to. He doesn't. Or a Pixar Disney. movie. There's some movie that you that you unabashedly love because of your your nieces, your cousins, your your small people in your life. <laughs> this is the worst game of the six thousand dollar pyramid we have ever played, John. I'm sorry, <laughs> nieces, nephews, uncles, Godzilla. Okay. Well, uh, in Frozen Two. Doesn't really matter if you know what happens in the prior movie or not. They're they're trying to like trace back their past a little bit, and that main girl, what is it, Elsa, the blonde blonde girl? The Why are you that, looking at me like I have the, any goddamn clue, John? To, I've just to be, said <laughs> to be provocative, the non-lesbian. Whatever, Michael. Okay, so um, <laughs> the, one it, the main character, the one with the ice powers. It's, okay. okay, so Elijah Dushku. Yeah. Uh, the ones, the one voiced blast. by You're welcome, uh, yes. uh, uh, Eliza Medell. <laughs> Hold on, guys. Can we what, put him just... on mute for a moment? Is a... <laughs> You're going to go into uh, free speech jail in a second here. <laughs> um, Dina Menzel, that's, that's her name. Shut the fuck up, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> First we want you to talk, now I don't want you to talk at all. <laughs> please, sir. No. You're uh, out of your element, Michael. John, please continue the story. So I was in Vietnam. No. <laughs> the fuck does this have to do with Vietnam, John? <laughs> Everything's a fucking travesty with you. Um, essentially, like she has the ice, like the power to freeze anything, and oh, so she's Sub Zero. She's Frozone, <laughs> basically. <laughs> We're so off the off the topic. There's the yeah, here. there's no path anymore. We're. Super God damn it. Becky and I are watching this movie on Sunday night, and I turned to her at some point because the plot is basically like she is being able to relive moments in the past because of the water around her. She'll freeze the water and it'll pop up like statues of these people. Okay. And the echo remnants of the things that they've said, like a like a little paraphrase, like a quick quote. So it is almost literally the water remembering the past. And I told her that, exactly what I told you guys, this movie is just fucking homeopathy. We both looked at each other. I was high out of my mind because I had a whole edible. <laughs> so I, I think I said it out loud to kind of like, kind of like ping. Just be like, am I, am I just out of my fucking mind stone? Are you on my level? <laughs> yeah. Or is this right? Turned out, both. Oh. Why did you look uh, flabbergasted by by that? I was just impressed by the the water remembering and all that. I'm telling you, there's this weird vacuum that we're in right now. And I can't tell if it's a... I believe it's post, blue car syndrome. Post, post, post Hoover? Hoovercrest. Yeah. Hoovercrest. Yes. Post, uh, post hoc ergo proctor hoc. Argo, fuck yourselves. Excuse me? Argo, fuck yourself. <laughs> I don't know if you can say that. What do you stand for? So... Ah. 
my uh, my coworker sent me a screenshot of a Tinder profile. Oh no! And even if this is fake, which fifty fifty on this one, uh, this is it's a picture of a couple, a uh, very like attractive, normal mayonnaise looking couple. Oh no! And it's Becca and Spencer, twenty four. How is Becca spelled? B e c c a. Oh, that's the easiest way to spell Becca. It is. Uh, location is Brigham Young University. Get oh! the and fudge get out, out of, of no, here. No, no, the no, bio, no. all caps for this first sentence. <clears throat> Let me try and do it right. Get in care. Not interested in dating. We're a married couple looking to see if anybody wants to come to church with us. We figure if you're on Tinder, you might need a little extra Jesus in your life. This is a real offer. Come with us. Um, is come spelt appropriately? I was hoping that it was. I wish it was. Come as you are. In my heart of hearts, it, it was, but no. No, it's not. Oh, man. Here's the... <laughs> I love to trigger Shane. Buckle up, Buttercup, because this is about to get Give real messy. Me. Daddy. <sighs> my brother, okay. God love him, the farmer, uh, was a missionary. I admire him immeasurably because it takes a real significant amount of uh strength of passion and spirit to feel like you want to go out and share a redemptive religion with other people i am on the total opposite end of that spectrum as evidenced by my earlier thing about opinions is i feel what works for me works for me and me alone I recommend nothing about my life to anybody else because it's just, this is how I keep from combusting. Yeah. So that perspective has always stymied me about the religion where it's like, I'm going to go help people. I'm going to go bring them in. It's like, you know, I can appreciate it. I just don't share that perspective. So the, it really, it's, I had a buddy of mine in high school who was trying to date a young lady who was in choir with us, who was also a Mormon. LDS. And the second he asked me, he's like, I'm going to start going to church so that I can find reasons to, to hang out with her. And I stole the Jeff Foxworthy and I was like, dude, that's like buying a 747 to get free peanuts. Like, you can find <laughs> another girl who is as meek and attractive and, you know, I guarantee you may actually get to have sex with her at some point if you do not date a Mormon. So, yeah. eh, man. And I don't intend to sound really debauched. I find no. a lot of redemption in those who have faith. It's akin to what we talked about in the Spaghetti Monster episode. Like, I feel that the faith itself is the important emphasis. The dogma is what trips everybody up. So, yeah, there's been a theme lately, and it's probably, this has just been, probably just title it like the geeky, nerdiest episode of all time. But uh, I was Mm. watching, I just finished rewatching season two of Preacher. Mm. And it's an amazing show, and, and so far, an amazing comic. I think I'm five out of nine collections through of it. Um, but a main theme throughout that season is being disenchanted, mm-hmm. um, with your role, the longer you're in it, like they go through the, like air star, the, the main villain or almost anti villain as mm-hmm. character. Um, and he's just talking about how he's just bored and just disenfranchised or disenfranchised. <laughs> I was going to say, no, the, well, I mean, that technically somewhat counts. Well, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Disenchanted. But, like, dis- but disenchanted, yeah. but I would say that kind of like correlates to what you're talking mm-hmm. about. It's not... You can be on the out of that and not be super judgmental of them. You can just be like, 
The thing that really bothered me, and this is if you want to get deep dive here, but let's do it. The thing that why not? I was ostracized by those in the religion because I grew facial hair and was well spoken. Is that a thing? Uh, yeah, you're not supposed to be unkempt. You're supposed to be clean shaven. That's is but one what of the, if you have a well trimmed beard? Doesn't matter. That... You're supposed to be clean shaven. All right. If you you will never see a, a Mormon missionary with a beard or facial hair. That is one of the things that is a trapping of going out into the world. Huh. I I don't have a problem with a lot of the restraint that they try to put on you. If you believe and you buy in and you feel like this is truly your path to heaven or your path to enlightenment or your spiritual understanding of your maker, that's great. Where you, by and large, I found the churches I went to and the people I associated with there were really cliquish. That's and true. very exclusionary. So if you didn't look like the cardboard cut out paper doll Mormon that they expected you to be, you were ostracized. You were not welcome in the group. Uh, if you spoke your mind, if you articulated points that were contrary into what you were told, you're always, they extol the virtues of being in the world, not of the world. So being a part of the world, but not really associated or tainted by it, not permeated by it. And there's interesting things happening within the dogma these days where they are trying to talk about women having more power within the church and being – since they're not able to hold the priesthood, there is a disparity between – because women are relegated to not being within the sort of – the fraternity of those who hold power in the church. Mm-hmm. They go, oh, well, they're the keepers of the household. So it's a somewhat Byzantine perspective on the male-female relationship. But there are a lot of surging waves occurring in the church now where women are saying, hey, listen, I don't go in for this whole I just get to be Susie Homemaker kind of deal. Like, I'm as important as a man is. I mean, up until fairly recently, like maybe in the 60s or 70s, and I may be misquoting this, like African Americans were not allowed to hold the priesthood. All... I thought it was only recently that they were allowed, like, they it was fairly were considered recently. to have souls. Well, yeah, it's yeah. because it's, it's, because yeah, like, I was, it's it was the right on the tip of my tongue, memory. too. Hmm. Uh, it's, they're retconning a lot of things right mm-hmm. now. That's what you're well, saying. Well, it's like every religion and, is at this point. Oh, so here's it was a last last pod did a a, a whole deep dive into Mormonism, uh, and they were talking about exactly what you just touched on with the 60s and 70s and mm-hmm. African Americans, and then um, how they're predicting that within the next year or two that they're going to be like, oh, and you know, homosexuals they're they're allowed now because <laughs> it's yeah, that's always going to be the touchy one because that to to those who are dyed in the wool and believe that's a choice. But we're getting so far afield here and this is not topics that we really should, you know, deal deftly with here cuz well, I'm also semi-informed on this you're here. Fine. But you can wrap it and I have a Sigourney segue. Congrats. Or actually I have a story Ooh. related to missionaries. Okay. For my like the position? Yes. Ooh. If only. Missionary with missionaries. It's a new series on FX. I think it was made by uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, if I recall correctly. So before I completely derailed that, did you have a closing? No, I I just... um, It's funny that we're thinking about this. I saw Dewan's post today, and not to put him on blast or or point out... Gentrification? Yes, on gentrification and, and racism and this tacit implication that something that otherness needs to be addressed. A little empathy goes a long way. And I think that the hypocrisy inherent in those who believe that they are Christians committing unchristian-like acts of judgment 
and you know segregating other individuals and pointing out the flaws of others it's sort of that judgment is intended for one individual based on their religion depending upon who you talk to you're not him or her or it or quab so right <laughs> just reg- regulate yourself tend your own business and if you want to be involved in someone else's business do it under the auspices that you really are interested in hearing their side of the story not waiting for your turn to speak, which that post is absolutely waiting for their turn to speak. It's, well, if you're yeah. on Tinder, obviously you're a godless heathen and we need to bring you back into the fold so you can hold to the rod. No, those are people making their own decisions, which free will is something that is inherent in yeah. all of us and you're, that's you know, a very blind post. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It's just, you know, that's the thing that irritates me is it it's judgmental in and of itself. And if you really were doing it under the auspices of you want to, quote unquote, fellowship people and help bring them around, meet them in real life. Find somebody on the street. Go out and you can do a better job actually knowing someone's circumstances other than making a blanket blind judgment on people. Right. So it's the machine gun approach to trying to spread your faith. It really is. (laughs) And I mean, by and large... The way I've always found it is like getting more flies with honey. Just go out and be a good person. By your example, you will draw people to you. You don't have to scream from the rooftops that Jesus loves you. No, if you're a good person and you treat people decently, they will want to spend time with you and discover why you behave that way. It, you know, you don't have to beat people over the head with it. Some new. Friends of mine, I say new weirdly because I'm trying to think of how long it's been. It's probably actually been a year or more, but still. It's N-U-N-U, like new metal. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they, they're, <laughs> when I started getting to know them, it seemed like they were hyper-Christian, but I really respected them. And actually, one of my best friends to this day, uh, his name is Hayes. I'm still pretty good friends with him, but we are diametrically opposed mm-hmm. in our beliefs politically and spiritually i don't know how i still talk to him and and when we have lulls it's because of those things Mm -hmm. but anyway with these new friends i really respected the fact they don't bring it up they're just they're just fun people to be around and i can be my heathenistic self around them and it's and it's and it's fine you know funny not to but to dovetail off that one of the things that actually started to break my connection to the faith was my best friend when i was younger was not lds was a very Christian individual who comports himself with dignities, really like one of the kindest individuals I ever met, treated everyone equally. You know, he's now a police officer in the White Mountains. And I love the guy to death. Seriously, one of the best human beings I've ever met in my entire life. And I'm like, just because he doesn't believe in the faith that I believe, I'm told that I should not trust him. Yeah. Like that he's not one of us. And so, you know, I should try to bring him into the fold. It's like, no, he's a good person. There's nothing wrong with him. So why are you trying to put a wall between us? Because, oh, we might actually have some impassioned discourse and share ideas and understand each other like it. So that it's interesting, but as someone who actually was an excellent example kind of pointed out yeah. to me, he's like, just be a good person. Just it's do what you feel is right. It's yeah. not difficult. Not one bit. Anywho, we got real deep there for a second. Seven yeah. years ago. Seven years ago. I feel <laughs> in love. If you've not seen the movie once, do yourself a favor. Um, seven years ago, I had, I think it was my second or third apartment that I ever had. Uh, seven years puts me at about 21. Uh, sorry, Shane. 
Sorry, God. You you are shaking this entire desk. <laughs> uh, Point with the other hand. Bob Dolet, do. man. Gesticulate. Seven years ago, <laughs> when I was 21 years old, second or third apartment I ever had, it was probably the nicest one at the time that I had, so I felt very, very cozy. Also, just hit that drinking age, so you're experimenting with... Uh, what you can drink and you can finally enjoy it whenever you want in the comfort of your own home or out. Uh, my thing then was just what most 21-year-olds will do, which is just cheap, mainly shitty, whether it's beer or liquor, doesn't matter. Uh, so I was drinking or drinking really cheap whiskey and ginger ales, and I think Shane probably caught me in the tail end of my whiskey and ginger ale drinking days. Because uh, that's probably the only time that he's, only times he's seen me like actually turned. Uh, that's a, that's a story for maybe later or and another how. day. Um, anyway, back then I was also smoking cigarettes, like almost a, a pack and some change a day. Hey, you smoked a lot. I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That we do. We have spent an enormous amount of time together, uh-huh. so you can definitely tally the amount of like. I think I'm not going to derail. Anyway. <laughs> That being said, I smoked a lot, which meant I was on my patio a lot, mm. and I was on the third story. And at the third story of this apartment complex, it overlooked the next set of buildings. I also could see the pool from my Is patio. Is this the place where I yeah, first exactly. hung out with you? Okay. Yeah. Right. It's where Shane and I recorded some of our first... The uh, very first video third, we did, yeah. Uh, third demos. Yeah. Uh-huh. The first video we recorded was at your apartment when you were living where I'm living now. <laughs> uh, no. The first one we did um, we was, I think, when we had written... Uh, insomnia. I thought we did a cover and then that. No, we did insomnia first. Okay. Um, oh, because I, yes. And then the second time Cute. we did world ain't right. I think. Okay. Well, either way. And it doesn't matter. It's linear. Shane has the place in his head now. So he knows the patio because I remember vividly. So, it's where the big sausage pizza story was told. It was. <laughs> oh, uh, we've, told we've told that on. This no, one. we haven't. We will at some point. It's important oh, too. you know what? Oh, I feel right, like, we I feel like that's how we it. close. Okay, this we'll episode. get to it. All right, I'm I'm down. All right, so it's the middle of summer and it's midday. So anybody from Arizona knows it is hot as all get out. Mm. So I'm wearing basketball shorts and okay. uh, and a tank top and I'm smoking and it's uh, probably you- too early in the day to be drinking, but I have my little like tumbler of whiskey and ginger ale. And back in those days, I really loved a clothing brand called Stay Sick. Um, I don't really like them anymore. It's from the lead singer of a metal band called Attila. They're like party metal. And his lyrics are not very uh, good (laughs) on purpose. Not to put too fine a point on it. Um, I I could read them or have Shane read them dramatically at some point. It'd be great. But his stasic clothing line was basically, it was, it was just black shirts with huge white font on them, like huge bold white. Is this font. the suck my fuck shirt? Yep. Okay. I was wearing, uh, I was wearing a shirt that in big bold white letters said <laughs> suck my fuck. And then next to the my were upside down crosses. I'm wearing a beanie and I'm smoking and I'm drinking whiskey and. Lo and behold, across the way, walking up the stairs, making their rounds, are a pair of missionaries. And they're hitting both the, the third story guys, and they turn around and start walking down, and they see me on the patio. Just debauched <laughs> as all hell. And I can see them both, like, do, like, that quick, like, look at each other, trying to, like, mentally conference, and like, 
Hi there. How's it going? And I was Howdy, like, like, oh, you know, just enjoying my day, drinking, smoking, and about to fun. masturbate. Yeah, and they're like, okay, <laughs> and <laughs> just, just blank face. Uh, just, <laughs> uh, I, I have an those, asterisk to that too. I know those stories are so fucking lame, but no, it's they, fun. they stick with me. I had um, there was a pair of missionaries I spotted on the Tempe campus. And they're not supposed to be floating around with people their own age. It's kind of untoward. Mm -hmm. And you can tell they were not there proselytizing. If they were, I will eat my hat. And they were watching every scantily clad ass bounce past them as I was walking into work. So I, I snuck up behind them very gingerly. And as their heads were turning to watch this barely clad young lady, I stepped up and I said, eyes forward. <laughs> and they kind of turned around and I was like, have a good day, elders, but uh, keep it clean. Like, oh, same to you, sir. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's like, you don't need to be here, you perverts. Get out of here. It's, you're not doing anybody any good but your boners. And you can't touch yourself. You're on a mission. It's inappropriate. I know. Speaking of jerking off, I was gonna say I before this is this is an episode closer a hundred percent. Yes, this is the uh, this so, is the climax. Michael, speak me. now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> Penis. All right, posse. Shane, will you regale us with the story that I feel like solidified our friendship? When I first moved into an apartment, this is when I moved out from living with my parents, my first time living with other individuals my own age. I shared a two-story apartment with a couple friends of mine, one of which uh, worked at Tower Records with me. And at one point, he had shared a uh, a porn star with me by the name of Tori Lane, who, if you want to go check it out, it's T-O-R-I, I think. And Melissa, you can just hit stop on the episode now and save yourself the frustration of knowing that, yes, I, I'm a horrible human you, being. <laughs> Shane, you are the pig that she allows you to exactly. be. Exactly. <laughs> I, uh, I took first place in the shit snarfing contest last week. So, so I start, I started investigating Tori Lane. She's a foul mouthed little vixen who does everything in the book and you will never ever leave disappointed because she's ghastly. And, uh, I found as you do when you're scrolling through and compiling a list of your greatest tits for somebody, uh, I found a, a, a little, uh, video from her from a site called Big Sausage Pizza. Now, if you're not familiar with this, allow me to indulge you. Big Sausage Pizza, the conceit is, is that it is your standard operating pizza delivery man who's coming in. And of course, they don't have money for the pizza, Ooh. but they have cut a hole through the pizza box and placed their dick on top of the quote unquote pie, which thankfully is a felt pizza. So it's not an actual pizza because it would scald you to death. Oh, tiny little wanger. Uh, Yes, I can imagine hot cheese on my dick. That was 2007. So Mm, um, good year. And how this is Gruyere cheese. Um, So (laughs) in any event, there is the Tory Lane episode of Big Sausage Pizza, or her installment, I should say, featured two pizza delivery guys. The one is an older one who is schooling the young upstart on how to appropriately deliver a fucking pizza. This is the plot. Sounds legit. So it's a guy probably mid 
to late thirties and a guy who's very obviously 21 and honest to, you know, quab believes he's the only guy on the planet with a dick that's longer than seven inches. Just a young buck. Just a <laughs> piece of shit. So they go up Reference to the. Secured. They they go up to the door, she opens it, the exchange occurs, and they begin to start, you know, the act. I'm going to give you a blow-by-blow, blow, pun intended, you just have to bear with me here, so I apologize if this is graphic. But as she begins to fillet them, we've all seen three-way videos where, you know, one guy is always getting a disservice, okay? Oh, I just love the assumption, you're like... We all watch. we all watch porn. Like, come on, We're, I'm not Michael, gonna. The first time you watched a gangbang video, <laughs> the first time you saw your cousins fucking on the front lawn, you know you wanted to touch it. So, assuming so, you're uh, as depraved, so if you are as debauched as us, you if you see the dynamic of a three way, it's very difficult to keep all parties invested because you've got two turgid members that need to stay hard. You don't have a fluffer involved, so this poor woman's got to do double duty of working a jerk and a suck at the same time. And then alternating, you know. And like, swapping off so, so no one gets jealous. Pop, pop, pop. So <laughs> she's doing this, but as she is trying to swap off, the young fucker, who we can call young in the young in the titties, uh, you're or welcome, young, Noah Gunderson fans. Yeah. Yes, yes, young, young buck fuck. Uh, he keeps thrusting his dick into her face while she's sucking the other guy off. He's like knocking on the door like, hey, hey, I'm here. Get me back on the microphone. And so she, you know, she's, you know, doing her level best to make sure the other guy and the other guy as a, as a porn star goes is being professional. He's waiting his turn. He's working it himself. It, when, you know, the other guy starts to attempt to throat fucker. He's waiting in line at the fuck buffet. So he's having to jerk himself off because this asshole is trying to hog all of the attention. And you're watching this and I'm getting more enjoyment out of laughing at the dynamic of these three people yes. because you can tell she's getting irritated. The look on her face and this woman does not hold back. She, again, as I said, said some of the most obscene things I've ever heard a human being say. Like, Fight Club level it, stuff. It, yes, she yeah. puts Marla Singer to, like, absolute, like, uh, shame. Anyway, <laughs> he continues to escalate this. And finally, they have to cut. <laughs> and then they're on the couch. So, one, he's already ruined the filleting sequence. So, she can't <laughs> blow. They have to go to just the fucking because he's impatient. So... Then they're reconfigured on a couch. The older gentleman is sitting down. She is on, on, uh, basically like over his lap, sucking him off while the young asshole barrels into her from behind. Okay. I hope this is vivid enough for everybody to envision. So he is having sex with her like your typical idiot. He has no rhythm. He has no sense of like maneuvering or anything. He's just hammering away it's like he's really a goddamn jackhammer. Given her the old slippery Weinstein. Uh, <laughs> and so it's just this constant like. <laughs> this continues. And she's trying to keep the other guy involved, but she's getting so violently thrust that she can't really do anything without dismembering him, pun intended. <laughs> and then this asshole builds up a head of steam and thinks, oh, yeah, here it comes. And the first descending hand, he raises it above his head, and like he's praising Quab, 
down on the backside. Now, okay, we've all gotten a full head of steam here. We all are feeling our oats and decide we're going to lay a hand upon an ass from time to time in the heat of the moment. So anyway, he is going to work his way into slapping that ass another time. So he builds it up, brings it down, bam. Now, the red spots, the welts have already begun. This is after two strikes. And you see, she actually turns and like, gives you, like a little look over the shoulder. Are you kidding me? Like, really? Asshole? Like, come on. And then goes back to work. <laughs> so, as, as this continues for a little while longer, he's still just... <laughs> and he goes for the third time. Unfortunately, it is not the charm. He, as he brings it down, he misses her ass cheek and gets her mostly on the upper thigh. And it is a resounding clap. It is enough that you're like, oh, God, that that got a little smack on there. As that makes contact, you hear comically loud. And she turns around as the dick pops out of her mouth and says, You haven't fucked me well enough to hit me that hard yet. (laughs) Cut. One guy in the scene. (laughs) I love this on... I love this on so many levels. And the main one that I love is that... There's just no reconciling this at all. Yeah. So the hard cut after that yell, because I've seen it now. Like, we built, like, it was part of the foundation of our friendship uh-huh. when you told me the story, but then it just kind of lived in mythical infamy for me. Yes, where I until we saw it. it to, to, to quote you, like, I didn't want to make it real. I didn't want to, you know, like, I just, it needed to be just this figurehead. It's kind of idealized notion of uh, the perfect porn it scene. It is one of the few... Uh, things described to me that when you see it, it's just as, if not better, just to see it yourself. Uh, but the best thing is that cut because it is so sharp and it's so comical and somber at the same time because you just watch someone flush their career down the toilet. Uh, and uh, it's beautiful. Uh, how it didn't win an Academy Award, I, I don't know. <laughs> It's it should actually, have at least won a Grammy for for Michael and his editing. Like that's if you want to look at clean edits, that that big sausage pizza. You are going to have to give me the link or yes. something like that. I'm sure I can find it. Yeah, we're gonna watch that tonight. You know, if we're just going to go, we'll we'll send you fast forward. I'll find fast forward to blowjobs and send it your way if I haven't already. I've already mm-hmm. watched that. Okay, oh, good. Yeah. it's good stuff. Oh man, well. We've already lost every three listeners that we have. Yes. So I stopped editing. So Michael, uh, on the on the Would You Rather's, our bass player Logan posed us a Would You Rather. Ooh. After we were kind of telling him the concept that we'd kind of done that, so mm-hmm. uh, we can say this is a listener submitted question. True, yeah, because that's they have listened to at least one. Yeah. Him and his girlfriend, uh-huh. yes. Would you rather fuck your grandma while she's alive or right after she died? And I said, Which why one? not both? <laughs> what if you fucked her so hard that she died? Likely. I can't answer this question because my grandma's dead. 
Uh, I mean, both of mine <laughs> are dead. That, that, no, you should say that I can't answer Love this question grandma. because they're both alive. Uh, trick question. I set us both on fire. <laughs> uh, I will accept that answer. Cremation. Also, um, I had someone tell me, speaking of my new friends that I've had for a year or some change, they said, and I quote earlier, John, I won't listen to your podcast. And I said, that's fair. I don't either. <laughs> but no, they're like, I won't listen to it because it's not on Stitcher. It is on Stitcher, right? What? We might not be. I don't know. I have not actually checked to see if we're on Stitcher. Okay. This what is the just, fuck is that? it literally just hit me on Monday. Mm. So, uh, okay. I'll check. Uh, we yes, check. we'll investigate. Well, then allow me to retort. Here is our first hypothetical. Let us assume a fully grown, completely healthy Clydesdale horse has his hooves shackled to the ground while his head is held in place with a thick rope. I'd fuck it. (laughs) Not the question, Michael, but thank you. Not hungry. You haven't fucked it well enough. (laughs) Indeed. He is conscious and standing upright, but completely immobilized. And let us assume that, for some reason, every political prisoner on Earth, as cited by Amnesty International, will be released from captivity if you can kick this horse to death in less than 20 minutes. You are allowed to wear steel-toed boots. Wait, so if I kick it to death, they aren't released? They are released. So every person who's being held right now captive around the world political prisoner or otherwise would be released Sorry, if I you can kick this horse to death this is a good thing yes yeah, yeah, yeah so would you attempt to do this i would actually uh, can you phone a friend because i would call <laughs> i would call jonathan davis from corn because he has been beating a dead horse for fucking years so i'd get his opinion ooh ooh michael uh, I don't know. You couldn't do kick 50/50? a horse to death to save the lives of human beings. I mean, I could beat a metaphorical horse to death. I, I know, I've been present for it. Daily. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have to go so hard, but he uh, did. But, <sighs> I don't know. Maybe, probably, uh, if I, I was given suitable motivation, yeah, sure. Can I ask yeah, a qualifying yeah. question? Uh, I'm going to offer my opinion first, sure. and then you may. Yes, please. I would much rather kick to death every person being held by Amnesty International <laughs> than do harm <laughs> to an animal. His human beings are worthless. Uh, Ooh, I like his answer. <laughs> so when, <laughs> when the horse cries out in pain, does it cry out in a language I can understand, or just in horse speak? Well, this is what it sounds like when the doves cry. I'm waiting. Fuck you! <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could kick Bojack Horseman to death. No, I don't think I Because I would either. name it immediately upon seeing it. I do that with everything. I, hey, yo, Bojack! <laughs> when I asked this, uh, I actually mentioned it to Steven, and I he Steven. legitimately is like, I don't think I could kick a horse to death. It's like, I don't think I have the ability, like, the energy level to actually kick a horse Did to Steven death. Steven, forgive me? No. Sweet. Steven, I'll work harder. I'll, I'll try to be 
better. We just sorry. talked about pornography for like 15 minutes, so I'm fairly certain we've lost Steven. Steven has well, unplugged. if you've worked with Steven for a long enough time, I'm sure he's already lost. Yeah, I was going to say it, that his sanity is still intact after, you know, over a year of working for me. That's has, a compliment right there. To yeah. quote the band Spanish Love Songs to Steven, it gets harder, doesn't it? You know what's sad? I, I'm not really a fan. Duan doesn't like me anymore after hearing this, but like... It's okay. Wayne uh, from... From work slash Twin Ponies has the yeah. same opinion as you. I It's funny. He's crying all the time is what he says. No, I like, they're not bad. I like that. I prefer like, if I'm going to listen to that, I'm into like the hold steady instead oh, I for something just, that's I similar think sounding. you just got back into Juan's yeah. good graces. Okay. Because like I, the lyrical content for the hold steady, I've listened to Spanish love songs. I've tried to kind of engage. I don't. The lyrical content doesn't get me, and his oh. voice isn't enough to keep me ensnared. Whereas, like, the Hold Steady has those lush kind of harmonies on the background and everything to kind of keep things moving forward. So I'm a little more into them than Seeing Spanish. Seeing them but. live for the first time last night, um, I've heard a rumor that they're coming to one of our top three favorite venues in May. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage you, at the very least, maybe just to come hang out with me mm-hmm. for that show, because... I feel like if I was if I was on the fence or just like not completely sold, that they're more of a live yeah. band. And I'm not <laughs> saying I dislike them. I'm just saying it's not entirely my speed. I'm not ready, ready for, for them it yet. yet. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we were supposed to end on Big Sausage Pizza, but I got carried away, and then we we had to keep going on the hypothetical, which I think is a great addition to the show. And we should mm. keep doing. Um, what do we have coming up next? Well. Um, I think that was the young earth creationism is what Michael has in our doc. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm pretty excited to talk about that. And it's not the kind of docking that you would think of Aww, associated man. with Tory Lane. I'm sorry. Nope, not at all. It's going to be boring. Um, That's cool. Really. Shane, do you have anything that you're uh, you're researching? Because we are kind of doing what we had discussed, which is we're almost on off topic Mm -hmm. on off topic, but we have these, I really, really have been enjoying the off topic having like slightly like little inserted, like quick, quick ends, Mm -hmm. you know? So I, at this point don't have anything that I'm a hundred percent on yet. I have focused my research efforts on preparing for the fan fusion panels. So I'm a little more wired that way right now, but I'm sure I'll have something. I have, Several topics here. Maybe we can put this to a vote if we scroll up here. Okay. Am I able I'm to? Uh, uh, can you? This is this a touch screen or are you a poor no, person? Okay. So from the Shane list here, I do I have the Exorcist film myths, <gasps> uh, Blood Atonement, which, speaking of Mormonism, uh, that's an interesting topic there. We have the Milgram experiment, which I've referenced in episode one of the shock, uh, you know, shocking someone on the other side of the wall. Ooh, uh, we have the Night Witches, which is another thing that Stephen recommended. And the Church of the Firstborn of the Lamb of God. And then the Marfa lights are things that I have written down that are possibilities. So perhaps if there is an, you know, astute listener out there who would like to throw something in as a possibility, we can put this up on Twitter 
and see if folks can vote for yes, what they would like to be time. the uh, the next topic for Shane to do at the very least. Yeah. So how about so that? Right now we're recording on we'll be recording on Wednesday of next week, so you can pose that question whenever you want. Yeah. On the on the Twitter and and, and then I can research. So because yeah. we will have Michael's and then another loose fit and then mine, so there will be enough time to yeah. kind of get this thrown together. But if you see something in the interim, hit us up on the social media. Drop us a line. Ooh. Let us know what you think. Because we would Same love way. to also, hear from you. That's for, for the Loose Fit, because uh, it's kind of turning into almost like a uh, pop culture segmented kind of thing. Which was kind uh, of like the point initially. Yeah, to, be, to yeah. be topical. Hmm. Um, if there are any movies, TV shows, or albums that we should be aware of that maybe we should talk about mm. and uh, make Shane hate... Just by mentioning, too late. Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> uh, send send it our way too, because always looking for new content, and yeah. that's the hardest thing when you're living in such a, uh, you know, the culture that we're living in now, where there's so much at all times. Uh, we miss a lot, and it's really cool to have personal recommendations because it has your your stamp on it, and I can't wait to tell you why you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> and I will tell you why I may not be ready to encounter it yet. So, uh, if you have enjoyed what you heard here, ladies and germaphobes, please find us in your preferred podcast provider apps. Like, subscribe, and if you dig what we do, rate and review. You can find us on Instagram at Disinformed Podcast. Please activate your notifications. Facebook.com slash Disinformed Podcast. And on the Twitters at Disinformed Pod. That is going to wrap it up by the eternal for this glorious edition of the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. Behold. I am John. Behold. I am Michael. Behold? Brittany Holt? What? Yes. Ah. Thank you for coming, kids. Don't worry. Tori Lane will suck it up as long as you're ginger with her. You haven't sucked her up well enough to talk about her like that. That's a matter of opinion. <laughs> <laughs>